Paige on with me, who is going to um, tell her story. So, Paige, would you like to just introduce yourself quickly? Yes. Hey, thanks for having me, Maddie. <laughs> um, so, obviously, I'm Paige, and I am 25, and I st- I'm working at a hospital at the moment doing um, admin. I'm the admin manager and I'm studying at university doing health information management. So Paige, I get most of my guests to come in with an affirmation. Have you got one for me today? I do. So I have two because I could not pick one. Love it. (laughs) That's way too hard. So many good ones. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'll say both of them because they kind of have similar tones. Um, So the first one is, there is no failure. You either win or you learn. And the other one is a little, it might, I think it's like a little quote, poem thing, but it's by someone called Erin Hansen. And she says, there is freedom waiting for you on the breezes of the sky. And you ask, what if I fall? Oh, but my darling, what if you fly? And I think they're both just very positive. They really get you to look on the positive side of things. And that's what I try to, I try really hard to be positive about everything that's going on because you have ups and downs and, but if you can look on the positive side, then yeah. you're going to be okay. Yeah. In the end. It's kind of like, um, everything has a silver lining. So even if you, exactly. if you fail, you're not failing, yeah. you're learning. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, you learn from the experience and, you know, you can know to approach it differently next time or. Yeah. yeah. And like also taking a risk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And not letting the fear of not being able to do it or not being good enough to stop you because yes, there is the potential that it won't work out, but also there's the potential that it's going to be incredible. Yeah. Oh, I love those. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for bringing those. (laughs) So I'd like to ask you, what do you remember as your first period experience? Okay. So (laughs) I got my period when I was 14 and I was in grade nine and I remember I was the last person out of my friends to get it (laughs) and I don't know why I wanted it because it's not the funnest thing in the world but I remember at the time everyone else had it and I thought oh I just really want it why is it taking so long yeah and yeah I got my period and it was a bit like a you know you feel like oh yes I'm I'm growing up I'm a woman now (laughs) yeah um so yeah I got my period I don't really remember too much about the physical aspects of my period but you know as the years went on I think I noticed you know more and more things kind of gradually happening Mm -hmm. um so I've always had really long periods they usually will be about at least a week you know sometimes eight days nine not often nine days probably like seven or eight days would be Mm -hmm. average they've always been quite heavy and I found that you know, from my early experience of my period, nothing seemed unusual. But I think as I got a bit older, things started to get a bit worse. And things that I didn't even necessarily know were weird and that other people weren't experiencing, like cramps, for example. I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine who, you know, I was having cramps one day and I was kind of, you know, bent over being like, oh, cramps. (laughs) And she said to me, what does it feel like to get a cramp? I was like, what do you mean? You've have you never had a cramp before? She was like, Whoa. No, I've never had a cramp. And I was like, This is shocking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Yeah. So yeah, and I think as time went on, I started, you know, cramps started getting a bit worse, and I found that I started getting ovulation cramps mm-hmm. as well. 
And I can always tell when I'm getting my period because, you know, I'll get cramps the day before, so I'll know it's coming. Yeah. So are your periods the same now to what they were um, in your later years of high school? So they're still heavy and long? So they're still very heavy and long. Um, I'd say now I've probably had a few other kind of weird side effects compared to high school because I didn't, I didn't really notice anything weird in high school. It just felt like this is a regular period that everyone goes through. Mm. But I think it, the cramps are a bit worse now and I noticed that I get cramps that kind of like radiate down my legs a little bit. Like I get kind of like these sharp pains that go down yeah. and – just yeah just a couple of other weird things like when I get my period now it's this strange thing probably for the last like eight or nine months where I'll I'll know it's starting because I'm getting the cramps yeah (laughs) but then you know I'll go to the bathroom you know and there might be a little bit of something there but then it just doesn't really come for like four or five days and I'll have all these cramps and I just don't understand what's happening and I remember I was talking to my GP because we were actually talking about um, iron levels because I've always had really low iron levels because of a number of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, she she was great because she said, you know, we can give you iron tablets so we can do this, but also we should probably try to figure out why you've got low iron because you don't just want a Band-Aid, you want to yeah. fix the issue. Oh, that's really good that she wanted to actually figure out what was yeah, happening. Yeah, definitely. Mm. She's really great. And so one of the things that we were talking about was my period and she basically, you know, from everything I was telling her, she brought up possibly endometriosis and she thought, you know, these are things that aren't necessarily normal and, you know, maybe we should look into it. Mm. And so she sent a referral off to the public system for me to look at the possibility of getting a laparoscopy. And um, before we did that, we had all these other tests done, like, you know, blood tests and I had an ultrasound and, yeah, all this other testing done, pap smear, your yeah. general gynecology yeah. test. <laughs> and so she sent this referral off to... The hospital for me and it's always a bit of a slow process going through the public system yeah. so I waited eventually they got in contact and I had an appointment and it was a telephone consult and I remember they called me and this doctor was asking me questions and it kind of just felt like she was rattling off like a bit of a checklist like mm. yeah quick ask this question answer <laughs> next question And it all felt really rushed. I remember just feeling like I felt like I had to quickly give my answers and I couldn't, I didn't want to waste time. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I, yeah, I just felt like I had to just answer quickly and then go on to the next one and not waste her time. Mm. And in the end, the advice that was given to me was basically if you have cramps, take Nurofen because that's better than Panadol for inflammatory. Oh my God. (laughs) And you know, talk to your GP about getting the marina because that will make your periods lighter. And I just thought that's really not good enough. That is, yeah. That is the Band-Aid. Yeah. That's not actually looking to fix the issue at all. And I just felt very, like... Dismissed? Yeah. Mm. Like, she was just wasn't listening to what I was saying and, you know, I I didn't feel, you know, cared for, which sucks because, you know, I'd been waiting a long time for this appointment and, you know, you put a lot of trust in doctors Mm. and 
they're the specialists and you think, okay, cool, they know everything, they're yeah. going to help me. Yeah. Yeah, it just really sucks. So and it's like, oh, okay, so I'll just go back to doing the exact stuff that I was doing before, taking yeah, Panadol. Yeah, like, exactly. Clearly that's not helping me. Yeah, and it's been getting worse over time. Mm. So, you know, am I supposed to just keep letting it getting worse? Yeah, or? yeah. And I heard a little while ago this statistic about endometriosis that it takes on average eight years to yep. get diagnosed. It is messed up. That was so shocking to me. Yeah. Like, but I can see now why mm. when you're getting advice, just, you know, just have Panadol, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, just go on the marina, just go on the pill. Yeah, um, exactly. We and won't look into, you know, trying to actually find out what's going on in your body. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I'm 25, I'm still young, you yeah. know, I'm still getting to the point where, you know, I'm going to want to have kids, like, in the future. And yeah. so the marina isn't, you know, that's not really ideal for me. No, it's not. And it's actually um, the marina is – more ideal for people who have had one or more children, they say, because it does thin out the lining of the uterus yeah. so much that it's hard to build the thickness up again for an embryo to implant. Yeah. And they do say, oh, you know, as soon as you have it out, you know, you can fall pregnant pretty much straight away. But mm. they said that about the pill as well. Yet yeah, I have patients that come in all the time and they've been off the pill for 12 months and haven't had a period. Still, wow. Yeah. And it's like, well, clearly... Yeah, it's not like that for everyone. Exactly. It's not just a one thing fixes everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah. so how did that yeah, how did that make you feel after that consult? They didn't follow up anything else, so you kind of just got left no, in the dark. No, they basically just said, Okay, well we'll send a letter back to your GP and you can talk about getting the marina. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and oh. so I yeah, I just I had the follow-up with my GP and I basically told her and I was like, honestly, I feel really quite upset with this that they mm. I don't feel like I was listened to at all and I just I really feel like I would like a second opinion about this because particularly with something like endometriosis it does affect your fertility yeah. so I don't want to just let this go on now and yep. get worse when you know I'm still getting to the point where I'm going to be wanting to have kids and yeah exactly I don't want it to affect my future <laughs> yeah and it's such a such a full-on thing to go through yeah and when you don't feel supported by people who are supposed to know everything and guide you and you're like, yeah. well, if I'm not getting any guidance or help from them, like where do I go? Exactly. How do I deal and with you this? Feel, it just, you feel lost and yeah. you don't know what to do. So I kind of just trusted my gut and was like, I would like a second opinion about Good. this. And I got my GP to write me out a referral to another doctor and I haven't seen them yet, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've got the referral and hoping to – be a bit more heard. <laughs> I really, really hope that they listen to you. Yeah. They don't just go through a checklist with you yeah. and like try and make it a quick, speedy yeah, appointment. <laughs> exactly. Because like at the end of the day, I, I know they are the professionals and they see so many people that are going through things. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you know your body better than anyone does. Yeah. And I know that the things that I'm experiencing now with my period aren't what I was experiencing when I was younger and they've gotten worse over time and it just doesn't feel right so it just doesn't sit right with me to just leave it well I'm really glad that you're not just sitting with it and leaving it because like you said it can take up to eight years for most people to get diagnosed with endometriosis and the other thing is too the longer you leave endometriosis the worse it can get because Mm. tissue can 
continue to grow and it can grow exactly. in places you don't want it to to grow and mm. yeah I just hate that you've had that experience yeah and it sucks <laughs> I just, yeah and I hear it all the time just yeah just being dismissed and yeah. and like nothing's being resolved by taking Panadol and going on the marina exactly That's, exactly and, and it's like, oh, okay, so I'll just go on the marina and then when it's time to have kids, I'll come off it and then we can have a look in to see if I have endo. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. It's like, well, okay, maybe you do have this issue and, you know, you take out the marina and you try to have kids but then you have fertility issues because mm. you never dealt with this years ago. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. And wouldn't it be better to, like, know that if you have endo or don't have endo, and try and manage it from now on to when you want to have kids than, yeah. you know, just before. Exactly. And also if it isn't endo, it's something else. So that needs yeah. to be investigated. Exactly. You know, so yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah, that's a bit of a letdown, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It <laughs> is. Yeah. But I have high hopes for this Good. next yes. chapter. Yes, <laughs> yes. will not lose hope. <laughs> yes. And like with your quote before as well, if you're afraid of um, afraid of falling, but you might fly. So yeah, yeah. So exactly. even though it might feel like you're falling at the moment, yeah, you will get to fly soon and, and exactly. find someone. N- never give up. Exactly. <laughs> Have you had any other issues with your health, or that you think has had an effect on your period at all? Well, I've definitely. I think with the period, I can't remember if I mentioned before. I've definitely had the emotional effects of my period and I do think that my hormones do cause me to I hate to perpetuate the stereotype of PMS but (laughs) I really get PMS yeah and I yeah my emotions put me all over the place and it has definitely affected my mental health over the years Mm. I think that's been the biggest thing as well that I've been trying to work on my mental health as well as my physical health yeah I think that I definitely experienced quite a low before my period Mm. um actually I think the first thing I experienced is irritability and just little things annoy me and I just get so worked up over things and I get frustrated with myself because I'm like (laughs) why am I being like this and then after I've kind of gone through that period of irritability I then just yeah hit that low and I'm just I'm so sad And I just, I find I tend to isolate myself a bit as well, which is not great. (laughs) (laughs) But I think what I've learned is to listen to myself and my body a bit more. So Mm. if I am feeling that low and I'm feeling sad, sometimes being by myself is really good and I just need that time to just chill and you know watch Netflix or do whatever. But then, you know, sometimes I do need to be around people, but I won't push it I'm not gonna say oh I'm gonna go to this giant party and you know spend hours there and get involved and you know it might just be like a quiet night at home with my roommates or something like that just listening to myself and what I need at that time. So Paige is there anything that you do in particular when it comes to the low or the emotional kind of roller coaster that you go through before your period? Yeah, so I think one thing that's helped me a lot is I started seeing a psychologist and I think I didn't see one for a long time just because, you know, the stigma and you feel like it's this big, huge deal. Yeah. But, you know, eventually I thought, okay, I'm putting myself first. I'm going to give this a go. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it does, then 
incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I started seeing a psychologist and I don't really know what I expected with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I just expected them to fix my issues, but what they actually did was teach me some tools for how to deal with the things, which really is even better because these are tools now that I can take throughout my life. And as things, there's going to be highs and lows and I'm just learning how to navigate these certain things. That's really important. Yeah. And they just, it's great because they really delve into these things and kind of show you the neurological way that, you know, these things happen. So for example, she gave me this paper which has all these unhelpful thinking patterns and unhelpful thinking styles and it just when you're aware of it it makes you realize that the way you think is actually can be really detrimental Mm. so it has things like jumping to conclusions and disqualifying the positive and a should must kind of thought process And you don't really realize that you're doing it at the time. But once she brought it to me, I thought, wow, I'm actually doing a lot of these things. And the way that I'm thinking about these things is actually detrimental. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's, um, hurting you in a way. Yeah, exactly. So once you kind of know about these things, you can, you know, you're more aware of it and you can try to figure out another way of thinking about it and changing it into a more positive frame of mind and that kind of helps you to navigate through the thing that you're going through yeah and I also really like to use apps as well so my psychologist told me about this app called Dailyo and it's basically because one of the things she told me is that these things that I'm experiencing particularly when it comes to like anxiety you know when you have this eruption of all these things Mm. it hasn't come out of nowhere it's actually been building up over time but you haven't really noticed all these things so she has shown me we went through the breakdown of what I'm feeling at the time what are my first kind of signs that I'm building up a little bit of anxiety what happens next and all these steps before it actually gets to this kind of eruption yeah and so this app Dalio it's it helps you keep track of things like what you've done that day and you also keep track of like you know your mood or you know your physical symptoms as well as like your behavioral symptoms so because we sat down and talked about all these physiological and behavioral things that I do I put them all into this app and then when I'm going through you basically you just kind of tap on all the things that apply to you that day Mm -hmm. so if I'm starting to see that you know I've been grinding my teeth or like clenching my jaw or something like that I can kind of be like oh maybe I'm getting a little bit stressed maybe I need to take a step back and oh that's good take some time for yourself exactly and And I just kind of just notice all these little things that maybe you didn't notice before so that you don't get to that big eruption and all that you know even with the more depression side of things like you know it can yeah just help you do something to help boost your mood before it gets to that really low level. Yeah. And and that like pattern of thought that you were talking about, the should and the must, like that is, you know, coming from like pressure um, that we put on ourselves and like to be like more better and different and to, and you know, to please other people. Exactly. Where it's like, no, hold on. I need to please myself first. Exactly. Any way that you want. but like yeah you need to please yourself first exactly because you know without even 
realizing it, you might be saying like, oh, I should be able to do this. I should Mm. be able to lift this much at the gym or that person can do this thing. So I should be able to do that too. But that's really, that's just kind of setting you up for failure because Mm. you're not looking into yourself and what is realistic for you. You're just kind of comparing to other people and just creating these expectations that you know you can't fulfill because not everyone is the same and exactly not everyone can do all these things exactly and what yeah what works for you may not work for someone else you know the whole the diet thing because yeah. people think about that a lot mm. it's like you know you do see these people that are like yeah I'm going to the gym every day and you know I'm yeah. doing this and like that works well for them yeah but you know kind of coming back to that four tendencies thing like if you're not the type of person that can push yourself and stick to the things that you say for yourself and put yourself first, Mm. then it's going to be really hard to do those things because, you know, that's just not the type of person you are. So you kind of have to go about it a bit of a different way. Yeah. And I I even find that um, like with team sports is really good. Mm. So like, for example, I play touch on Monday nights Mm. and at the end of the day, I'm just exhausted by work, but Mm. I'm like, I can't say I'm not going to come because they'll need to find another person to fill a team. Yeah, and like, exactly. I do want to play. And once I'm there, it's so much fun. And I feel so great afterwards. Exactly. And you're like, oh, yeah. So you have that kind of like motivation to go. So that might work better for other people. Exactly right. Um, and yeah, rather than people that can just go to gym by themselves for three hours and lift weights, like that's impressive. But I'm similar. Like I, I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, about working, figuring out what works for you. Like yeah. you can make it fun yeah if it feels like a chore then you're not gonna <laughs> go do and it. do it but yeah mm. make doing like a team thing is yeah. great because you've got both the social side of it and the the health benefits exactly yeah and even like at gyms um with mine you have to book into a class so you oh, kind of like <laughs> that's holding your cable <laughs> yes <laughs> so I've definitely gone to gym a lot more now that I'm at that gym because yeah. I'm like, yep, I've booked that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have to go to it. Exactly. And that works for you. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you have, you know, the same goals mm-hmm. as this person who exactly. makes themselves go every day. Yeah. But you yeah. just kind of, your approach is just a little bit different. But yeah. Yeah, you've both got things that work for you. Yeah. And yeah. So besides the bad cramps and the pain that you experience with your period, are there any other signs and symptoms that really knock you about? Do you experience any sort of irritable bowel, any nausea, any um, dizziness or anything like that? As lately, with so in the last six months or nine months, somewhere between that period, yeah, I've noticed definitely with my bowels, uh, they've been, been a bit <laughs> skewed. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've always been someone who's been pretty regular in that department yeah. and you know, once a day kind of gal. Yeah, which is what you're supposed to do once oh, a day. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely lately I've found that it's kind of all over the place and, mm. you know, it might be like three or four times a day and then the next day nothing and then, yeah, it's just it's yeah. just strange. It's just not right and I find that I get very bloated mm. and... I I just get a very I think when my when my bowels and everything's just not feeling right I get this horrible kind of anxiety feeling in my stomach and it's yeah. just it's a really just gross feeling yeah and I think I get a bit of dizziness as well it's hard to tell if that's 
because I'm low in iron. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think they're the main things. It's mainly pain, Mm. you know, down my legs and in my uterus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, my bowels and yeah, yeah, bloating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because um, you know how you said you have been experiencing that sharp pain down your thighs? Yeah. The acupuncture channel of the spleen, it runs down the inside of your legs and it also comes up and passes your uterus and your ovaries and it um, has a massive relationship with the bowel um, and the emotion of the spleen is also anxiety and fear. Right. So it's very, very interesting that you're having those sort of um, combined symptoms with each other coming up to your period and the spleen helps to create blood which is becomes part of your menstrual blood in Chinese medicine. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just, yeah, it's a a cool way of looking at it because, yeah, in in Chinese medicine everything kind of relates really well emotionally and physically. So with things like endo and and menstrual health, um, you can definitely see the relationship there. But Yeah. Yeah. So what would you kind of do from a Chinese medicine point of view to Mm -hmm. help with those symptoms? Um, Yes. So... With this, well, if it's a spleen that we're treating, you want to have things like lots of orange root veggies and have warm and cooked food. So, like, if you think about, like, pumpkin soup mm. and, like, yeah, veggie soups and stews and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and even things like bone broth helps with the gut lining and everything as well. Also helps with the skin, which is an added bonus. <laughs> <laughs> but with things like pain in Chinese medicine, we usually prescribe herbs and do acupuncture. But mm-hmm. things you can do at home, obviously, like heat pack. Because that helps yes, to. Yes, I have yep. a lot of those. <laughs> I don't know one woman that doesn't have. I know. <laughs> so good. But um, yeah, that helps to dilate the blood vessels. So there's an easier flow of blood through the channels or the vessels. So mm. even popping the heat pack like on your on your legs where you feel that pain and movement as well. Not too much overwork, but a bit of yoga and Pilates. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, and rest is like a massive thing. Yeah. And so. I definitely, that's one thing I have been trying to focus on as well, Good. just with the whole listening to my body thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah. And we push ourselves a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it comes to period time, you're like, oh, <laughs> I am dead. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Paige, what do you do to help yourself flourish and what tip would you like to give everyone to help them flourish as well? I think for me, I with the whole positive mindset, I <laughs> have really tried to look at all the things that I am taking in and absorbing in day-to-day life, like when it comes to your social media and you're you know, scrolling through Instagram, like what is the media that I'm absorbing? Is it positive is Mm. it filled with people who are you know body positive and talking about mental health is it or is it people who are toxic you know am I surrounded by people who are going to support me yeah um and I've really tried to look at that and make sure that what I'm absorbing goes well with the life I want to lead which is a positive happy life (laughs) (laughs) that's that's really good advice yeah and because social media has become such a norm you know every spare second people are scrolling through their phones exactly they probably don't realize how much of an an influence 
that has on them exactly. and the content that they're seeing over and over again, like subconsciously, mm-hmm. it's toxic. Yeah. It's going to affect you. All these things that you're looking at when you're scrolling, they are the things that are going to be at the forefront of your mind yeah. throughout the day. Even when you're not scrolling, you yeah. might be thinking about that thing you saw. And if it's this toxic thing, then, you know, it's going to make you feel terrible for the rest of the day. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I really like that. Mm. Get rid of those toxic Instagram Definitely. (laughs) That you follow. Yeah. Yep. And I think as well, I've tried to do a lot of, give myself a lot of education and, you know, look into, you know, health things like with endometriosis, I tried to, you know, really learn about it and what will help it. And even just with, mental health and learning about like anxiety depression and all these other things that you know have affected me and even just learning more about the type of person that I am yeah um there's this quiz that I did called the four tendencies quiz no tell me about it (laughs) um so it's I can't remember who writes this quiz (laughs) but it basically breaks down people's behaviors into four categories and I can't remember them all I think there's the obliger the rebel the questioner and one other one that obviously isn't you. <laughs> that is not me <laughs> <laughs> and I did this quiz and I found that I am an obliger right and so you know I saw that and looked into a bit more about what it means and it basically was saying that people who are an obliger they find it really easy to do stuff for other people Mm -hmm. and you know if you've got a promise for someone else that you've made you will go and do that because you've made this promise to someone else Mm. but when it comes to making promises to yourself you don't hold yourself accountable and you don't you know you just don't put yourself first kind of thing and so even just knowing that about myself it means that I can now navigate you know if I want to achieve something I can hold myself accountable like if I wanted to start going to the gym if I just said to myself I'm gonna go to the gym tomorrow Mm -hmm. and then if I don't feel like it or if I'm not feeling great that day then I might not go. But if I'd said, if I've made a plan to go with someone yeah. or if I've booked PT, then I'm I'm going to do it because yeah. I've made that promise. <laughs> so you can kind of use that as a tool to do the things that you want to do. It's not just about, you know, doing things for other people. It's figuring out a way to do the things you want to do for yourself. Yeah. That's, a, so, that's really cool Yeah, advice. I think the more you know about yourself, the mm. more you can live your life, kind of navigate your way through yeah, the way you want to live your life. Yeah. Because not everyone's the same and saying one person does this to help their anxiety or whatever yeah. isn't going to work for everyone. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I think the more you can educate yourself mm-hmm. and, again, with the social media, I, you know, just follow a lot of, um, like, mental health pages and things like that. And, you know, they often just give tips and, you know, how you can talk to people or, you know, what it might mean if someone talks to you in a particular way. And even, you know, I wasn't seeking that, but it's come across my Instagram and it's actually a really great tip. And you're like, okay, cool. I've now learned this thing. Yeah. So I think, yeah, education is super important. So everyone out there who might be going through something like this, try and start educating yourself or um, finding someone that you know is educated in this area and yeah. ask them questions. Exactly. And yeah. it doesn't have to be like, oh, I'm going to go out and read 10 books no. about this or <laughs> do whatever. Like I, I really like listening to podcasts as well. And, you know, there's a couple of podcasts that I listen to which mm. are 
you know, funny and entertaining, but also have really great knowledge and, you know, they teach you a lot. They're really, they're really good. I highly recommend podcasts. Yes. (laughs) And there's actually another really good podcast by Quendo um, and they are a non-profit organisation in Queensland that, um, oh, it's it's Australia wide now, um, but they help spread awareness on women's health with endo adeno and pcos Mm. and yeah they have their own podcast which i um was just interviewed on it the other day but what they do as well is they get professionals on and people in different fields of work Mm. and they try and educate their audience yeah as yeah what they can do for their condition and like Mm. there's so many of those out there yeah Um, exactly so yeah i think that's awesome yeah Yeah. and i think the more you can um normalize talking about all these things the better it's gonna be because when you feel like you're going through these things alone it seems like such like a big deal and it's so hard to kind of bring it up and it feels like this big thing you build all this anxiety to go and talk to someone about it but you know if you're listening to podcasts and you know your friends are talking about it it just becomes like this normal everyday thing and it just takes away that stress and anxiety and just makes a big difference and you never know where you're going to get some great advice from (laughs) exactly and the person that you open up to might also be going through a similar thing and they're like oh my god I didn't know you were going through that exactly I'm going through that too and like I know this great person maybe go Mm -hmm. talk to them like you can gain a lot from opening up Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think that's really good and today's society it's still a bit of a taboo to talk about it and bring it up but I love I am loving everyone all all my friends that are obviously getting (laughs) into it a lot um especially our galentine's day that we had a few weeks ago that was incredible so good (laughs) had a nice sign that said pussy is god (laughs) and i was like yeah (laughs) the sign is not wrong (laughs) and it's still up here it is (laughs) for everyone to see it's so good never forget (laughs) what advice page would you like to give your younger self I would definitely tell myself that it is okay to put myself first and, you know, if I need a break or if I need, you know, this certain thing, then it's okay. I don't have to put my own well-being on the back burner to do something for someone else. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of the day, you the only person that is guaranteed to be around for the rest of your life is you. Yeah. <laughs> so you need it's so important to learn, you know, to love yourself and be there for yourself and back yourself and trust your gut instincts. And yeah, just putting yourself first is so important. And I think knowing that the people who are around you, if they really cared about you, then they would not put themselves in a position to lose you. That's really interesting. Yeah, because I think particularly growing up, it you feel like you want to fit in mm. and you know, you if you upset someone or if someone's acting a certain way, you really take it on yourself. But yeah. at the end of the day, if they really cared about you and thought about thought that you were a genuinely lovely, incredible person, then mm-hmm. they're not just gonna let this tiny thing be the end of your friendship. They're exactly. gonna work on it, talk to you, and yeah, they're not gonna put themselves in a position to just let that go. That is and so good. If they do, then you don't wanna be around them. Yeah. And they maybe no longer serve you a purpose. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that saying that's like your like friendships are here for um, a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot. And 
you've probably had a similar experience like us both being 25, how different our friendships and relationships have changed from when we were like 15 to, mm-hmm. to 25 in Definitely. 10 years. Definitely. Um, and like you said, like people come in and out of your life, but the people that are there for you and that genuinely have that friendship for you, they're going to stick mm-hmm. around and exactly. make an, e- an effort. Yeah, exactly. And it works both ways because you, yeah. you know, you help them in their time of need and they help you in your time of need. Mm. And that's the kind of support that you want to have. You yeah. don't, you don't want to spend all this time with someone to have them not be there for you when you need it, when you've spent so long being there for them and helping them through everything they need. Yeah, it's a two-way street and yep. <laughs> you are important and yep. anyone who doesn't see that is, yeah, not your person. They yep. are toxic. <laughs> yeah, not worth And it. they've got to go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so good, yeah. Maybe even like, um, you know, like sitting down with yourself and writing a list of things that currently like make you happy and that make you unhappy or give you feelings of unhappiness and thinking about do I need that in my life anymore? Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, is that serving me a purpose? And if not, maybe it's time to kind of accept what's yeah. changing. And I think I always try to live in a way that I don't regret things yeah. because at that time, you know, this thing was exactly what I wanted yeah. and, you know, maybe I've learned something from this. So I don't think I have any like regrets and I think I – yeah, try to live in a way that I don't have regrets, just in that I learn from mm. things. Like with yes. my quote before, yeah, well, there is no failure, you either win or you learn. Yes. <laughs> oh, it ties in so well. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's so true. Like we're here, we're all here to learn a lesson or multiple lessons, but yeah, yeah you can always take something from it and it makes you a exactly. stronger, better person. Yeah, we're yeah. just trying to live our best life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paige, I'd like to ask you what your imperfect you moment is. So something a little bit funny or embarrassing that's happened to you. It can be old or new, but what would you like to share? Okay, so I have a story from a couple of years ago and <laughs> it's an embarrassing story. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so at work, um, I we have this little coffee shop that's just downstairs and I usually get a coffee like maybe once a day and most of the time I will go down, grab my coffee, come back and, you know, everyone who works at the coffee shop is so lovely. We've got like a bit of a friendship going. Yeah. Um, and a few years ago there was a guy that worked there who was the sweetest guy and we have this kind of agreement with the coffee shop that if, you know, we can't go down there and grab a coffee if we're busy or whatever. They'll bring it up to us. Like we can just give them a call oh, and they'll bring it up to us. So good. So that, yeah, they're coming, you know, through our hospital all the time. And there was this one guy who, he was so sweet. Whenever he came up to bring someone a coffee, mm. um, you know, he'd go past the front desk, past me, and he'd always, you know, greet whoever was on the desk. And he, he would always greet you with your name. Yeah. And so he would walk past me and he'd say, hey, Penny, how are you going? (laughs) Oh, no. And I remember the first couple of times it happened, I just, I couldn't bring myself to say, oh, no, sorry, my name is Paige. Yeah. I was just too embarrassed. And then it went on for so long. Oh, that's so good. He's so lovely. And every single time he would come up and say, hey, Penny, how are you going? And... 
I just got to the point where I was like, it's just been too long now. I can't. I'm penny now. I'm penny now. That is me. (laughs) And there was one day where I wasn't able to go down to grab a coffee. So I rang Mm. and he answered. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, if I say, hey, it's Paige, (laughs) he's not going to know who I am. I said that. I was like, hey, it's Penny. I was wondering if I could get a coffee. (laughs) Oh, that's fabulous. How long did that go on for? Oh, quite a while. It it would have been months. And eventually he he left and he went and got another job. But I just couldn't couldn't bring myself. You were forever penny to him. Exactly. He was just so lovely. And I brought this on myself because I just <laughs> couldn't say it. So once again, yeah. the obliger. Yeah, exactly. I just didn't, I didn't want to make him feel bad for oh. having the wrong name. So I was like, it's fine. I'll just be penny. He's probably telling this story somewhere else and being like, oh, there used to be this really nice office administrator <laughs> called Penny that I used to bring coffees all the time. Oh, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> well, Penny suits you, but I prefer oh, thank Paige. You. <laughs> well, thank you for coming in today, Paige, and no, sharing your you. story. And I really hope everything from here on goes much smoother for you. Thank you. And you have much more luck in yeah. the Ghani health system. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> even if I don't, I will keep on trying. Yes, you will. <laughs> and for everyone listening, I hope you find something that helps you flourish in your week. Bye. Bye. Bye.